0: so if you know me you know i'm a former nfl player d1 football player just a superstar you know <laughs> and yeah but in all seriousness i played football all my life and um yeah let's go on that role for a little bit so i played football all my life and my career came to an end and i was really bitter about how my career ended um i didn't have the nfl career that i I wouldn't say that I thought I was supposed to have, but I was living up to something that other people that I thought that other people thought about me and how my NFL career should end. And it didn't end out. It didn't pan out that way. Um, And since then, when I when well, when that happened to me, I had I didn't want anything to do with the game. I uh, didn't want to watch it. I college NFL like any I didn't want to watch no football. I didn't want to be associated with it. I don't want people to call me like said the football player. I don't want people talking about like my old stats. I didn't want to have nothing to do with it. And um that lasted for a long long time. And I ended up moving a cousin out here uh from Compton to come play high school football and I was like, "Okay, well I'm going to coach football here because they're not going to be able to understand him." So I coached that year and when I coached that year, I was mainly focused on him. I wasn't really focused on, like, my role as a defensive backs coach for all of these other kids. So that year was good. We won a few games, lost the first playoff game, whatever. Still, and but after that year, I kind of realized, like, like damn, I kind of, like, I actually, like, really like football. Like, it's not about the game. It's about the camaraderie and the connection and, like, uh, everybody, all these men having a common goal to win a game but it's all about the intricacies within what it takes to win a game that's mm-hmm. the beauty of the sport so that kind of brought my love back for football again where i started watching college football and i started watching nfl football and all this stuff and um i started training kids and stuff like that periodically i'm like man, okay i'm like kind of like dabbling in it again um this year you no know, and for the past two years i've had the urge to want to like coach high school football and i took the leap this year and I'm coaching now, and we're coming to the end of the season. And I just kind of wanted to reflect on what I've learned coaching young, you know, 14 through 17, 18 year old yeah, boys. 18. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because I coach at this school called SMB. And being here, I've been able to be in my full role as a coach, unlike how I was when I was at the school where I was coaching my cousin. And being there, I realized how much I love coaching these young men, how much I really enjoy pouring into them and helping them learn how to develop a skill that hopefully translates into the game to help, to help them perform well, which helps the team. Mm-hmm. And our record <laughs> our record doesn't indicate um, the things that they've learned we haven't won we haven't won one game or on eight and so what's interesting about coaching is that like there's so many variables with trying to make a good team. I'm learning something from being a coach with being on a coaching staff and then I'm, then I'm learning something about being a coach to an entire team then a coach to my, to my specific position group. Um, growing up, like, I think I always said, like, if you, I don't care who you are, I don't care if you're an, an elderly person, I don't care if you, I don't, ca- I, don't, I don't care if you're a teacher, I don't care if you, my boss is like, you don't respect me, I'm not respecting you. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I got into a coaching, this coaching staff, I realized that, like, there's roles within, like, the staff, there's the head coach, the D coordinator, the offensive coordinator, their assistant head coach, the special teams coach, whatever. And... I have all this experience as a professional NFL player and the coaches on the staff didn't reach the levels that I did when it came to college or professionally. And when you're in a place where like you have so much good information because of where you've been and you want to share that, you learn how to like not overstep because you're still in a specific role. I'm just a DB coach. I'm not the head coach. I know a lot of information. I know what I, I know what can help us win, but I know there's a respect there because I can't just come to you and tell you what to do because at the end of the day, I got to listen to you. This is your team. That's a really really difficult thing for me to not not difficult. It's a really really interesting perspective for me because as a football player, I was always in control of my own destiny. I'm going to put in the work, I'm going to do the drills, I'm going to lift the weights and whatever. I didn't have to lead a team. I was the captain of my team, but at the end of the day, I still didn't lead them. I didn't call the plays. I just have to do my job right, at my position, right? So, you know, there's been times this year where, like, we had, like, some um, some friction as a coaching staff because we keep losing. And there's times where I've expressed myself, like, man, like, we got to do this and we got to do that. But I did it when it was my time to speak, and I did it respectfully. And what I've learned from the head coach here um, and some other, like, you know, the defensive coordinator and whatever, what I've learned is that, like, like the head coach specifically, he wants to win, and with that comes getting feedback from everybody about what they think it needs, what it what it need, what it takes to win. Yeah, and bro, he is so good at listening, not getting offended. I'm like okay, and bro, that like took me back because I think for me, somebody who's super. Toxically and competitive, like yeah. me, I will get I will, I will get frustrated. I will get frustrated with that. And when I when I see him week in and week out, listen to people, show up every day to the meetings, have like the criteria criteria for the team, knowing that we consistently lose, and then getting feedback from his partners from his from his staff about what we need to do, it's so inspiring. Like I don't think I could do that. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't do that. Like for me, it's like. Most of the time, when something goes wrong, most people like to point fingers at what's what 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 somebody right. else is doing wrong. He doesn't do that. He just listens. Like okay, like we can do that. There's been times where I've been like I've really expressed myself, and he like he sits there and he looks like, Okay, like I, I, we we can do this. Okay, like what do you think about this? Like no, like tell me. Like I want to know. Yeah. Like how can I say this better? How can, I'm just like damn. Like to me, I'd be sitting there like bro, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like. You just feel guilty, you know what I'm saying? So like that perspective has been so good for me, and now that I'm in like this this full, um, I'm I'm, I'm fully aware and in my role as a coach, I can see those things. Whereas the last school, I didn't care. I'm just like, like I don't care what the head coach. I don't care about nothing no, no. yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm here for Marcus. You know what I'm saying? So that that has been really good for me, and I think. Being in that environment of like a coach and, and being amongst other men, leading men, we have to make sure that we are right for these young men, mm-hmm. right? So now let me go to the players. Now with the players, you know, I know that I have like these accolades that like they look up to, D1, drafted to the NFL and all these things. And what's been interesting and challenging for me is to strip myself of those things so they can see me as said the coach. not said the NFL player. not said the gopher, said the coach. I got to strip away What my accolades are, so they know that I care, so they can listen to me as a person and not an NFL player. And that Mm. has been challenging because it's like, I know that when these kids see me, they're already seeing me as like this, like the ultimate. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I remember, you know what it's like when you see young, when you see professional players when you're young, it's like, yo, like that is freaking Adrian Peterson or whatever. It's like, yo, he's like a god. You know what I'm saying? And I know that, like, you know, I'm not freaking Tom Brady, but I did do like the the ultimate thing that like most of these kids want to do. And when I would come around, a lot of them a lot of them would be shy to talk to me. A lot of them would like overly do it to like get my attention. It was just, like too much. Like, all right, bro, like relax, like mm-hmm. like cool, chill. You know what I'm saying? And I had to earn. I don't even think. It's, I don't even think it's like earn respect. It's like I almost had to like strip myself and like uh like strip myself of like yo like I did these things but it's like I'm, I'm here for y'all though you know what I'm saying Like what I did doesn't matter you know what I mean like if you want to do what I did there are certain things that you should listen you should listen to me to hopefully give you a chance to get to that point yeah. you know what I'm saying and that's been challenging because now you're looking at talent and you're looking at attitude you're looking at work ethic you're looking at courage you're looking at durability you're looking at all these different things and as I when I'm constantly wow, I guess it is judging when I'm constantly judging these kids on their performance and their attitude. It does something to me. Unlike it gives me this awareness that I've never really had before. The closest thing I can um, relate that to is having kids. But my oldest child is six. No, she's not 17. Right. You know what I'm saying? She's not 14 where you're figuring out how to be a teenager. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So, what coaching has done for me has opened up my eyes to realize how much leadership and guidance really matters for a young person and how if that is absent, it makes life so much harder for them. And I say this because, like, I have all different kind of kids on my team, like some with um, this, kids of different social economic status sure. yeah. In different home home um, situations. You know, I got some kids who are adopted, some kids who live in like project housing, some kids who are well off, you know what I'm saying? And like, when you see these different dynamics, you kind of realize that like, they are all very, very, very different based on their circumstances. And that is another layer that I got to like swift, swift do yeah. to figure out who is this kid? At the core, what does he want to do? And, yeah, that's it.
1: So, I guess I'm going back a little bit, but it's interesting the way that you positioned the whole stripping yourself of those accolades because if it wasn't for those accolades, they probably wouldn't listen to you as much as they did. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to their own vulnerability so that you can actually help them, it becomes almost a not a weakness but just a obstacle
0: yeah it's something that they don't it's something they don't want to show right you know what i'm saying like i'm not gonna name any of the kids but there's one kid specifically and uh, you know he's a baller and when he speaks to me he holds back hard questions and assignment questions because mm-hmm. he wants to to show me that he knows what he's doing. And he doesn't want to be asked any questions specifically pertaining to his assignment. So he's almost willing to mess up on his assignment thinking that he knows it instead of having a conversation with me to know that he's doing the right thing. Now, what is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, like why is that? Like, why don't you just come to me? And I think some of it is immaturity. Like they are kids at the end of the day. And some of it is like courage. Like do you have the courage to actually ask me the question? You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: and maybe they just want to impress you and to ask mm-hmm. questions is a sign of weakness when they're trying to show mm-hmm. perfection or almost just strength mm-hmm. in front of you because mm-hmm. you have the accolades. You're what they want to be. And mm-hmm. so it's like to show any sign of weakness is to maybe not meet your standards.
0: Mm-hmm. Or at least that's what they're thinking. Yeah, that's so what they're like, thinking. Like, yeah. yeah, and I think that that's, that's, that's a really good point because I think as I like look at them, because when they, do, when they do really well, mm-hmm. I'm like the first person they want to talk to and tell. Yeah. But when they do really bad, they hide, they freaking hide away from me. You know what I mean? So I'm always just trying to like understand like what I've done is a really good achievement. It's going to be looked up to, especially by kids. But it's also reminding the kids or showing the kids like, yo, like that is a big deal. But like, I want you to see me for who I am right now. Because if you listen to me, I can help you. With more than just trying to get to the league, right? Like what I'm trying to teach you within this game is going to help you for your life. I'm constantly telling the the kids all the time, like man, like the things you learn now are going to help. What things I'm teaching you now, it's like I always say, like bro, it's bigger than football. It's not just about the game. Listen to these small details. Listen to everything that I'm telling you, because these details that I'm telling you is going to help you be a better husband one day. It's going to help you be a better father one day. When things get hard in life, you're going to be able to look at life in the eye and fight it Mm -hmm. and battle it it's not just about scoring touchdowns and getting interceptions this is just a tool that we're using so that when football is over one day because whether you go to the league and play for 10 years you got 70 more years to live Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so this time right now when you're 14 through 17 years old and i'm telling you to run through the ball keep your helmet on finish the tackle like all those small things that root thing that you're doing is the fight that you are that's gonna get you through life when life gets really, really difficult. Um, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's just so hard for them to comprehend that because they haven't they're not adults. Yeah. Right? They're they're yeah. they're being taken care of. It's some better than others depending on like their socioeconomic status and you know, the, the, their parents and whatever. Um so yeah, that's like what I've learned so far. And like I like really, really love it more than a lot of things that I've done and it's interesting that like how I, when I was done playing football, I was bitter towards it and I stayed away from this. And now that I'm in it, I'm back to realizing how much I like love the game because I don't, I'm not going to sit up and lie and say like, Oh, I see like me in the kids. I I just, I don't even like that phrase when people are like, I see a lot of like me in you. It's like, like, what what does that, what does that even mean? You know what I'm saying? I see you in you and I want to get the best you out of you you know what i'm saying i don't pull that out of you but you got to listen to me but first you got to trust me Mm -hmm. but trust is my responsibility not yours you know what i mean like i gotta like let you in and let you know that i care about you and learn about you i'm constantly asking the kids like how many siblings do you have because you can learn a lot about a kid especially a young boy about how many siblings he has and then are they they the oldest are they the youngest do they have brothers do they have sisters you know what i'm saying and then when you ask these questions you just learn more about them or you you kind of understand like their mannerisms and their behaviors oh, based sure. on like their siblings and stuff like that. So it was just fun, man. And it's like, this learning. I mean, it's teaching me so much and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, over the next few years. Cause I plan on coaching really as long as I can now.
1: Do you see, I know they're all coming from different backgrounds. Mm. Do you see anything among all of them? That's all like a consistent pattern in the way that they, in who they are as young men that in the sense of, I guess what I'm basically asking is, do you, is there anything where you think, man, this seems to be a widespread issue, if you will, and we as adults should be like focusing on that more so that it isn't. And I, I think issue is a harsh word. That's not the one I'm necessarily... I'm not trying to like beat down on these people. It's just more of like... I think now young men are becoming a greater focal point than mm-hmm. ever before in society of... Um, kind of being left
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and that's creating, you know, like the, the Andrew Tate stuff, if you will, and Mm. things like that. Is there something that you see in them in which, you know, as adults, we should be doing more to assist or help or does that make sense?
0: Yeah. One thing that I always say is like, I'm always trying to meet the kids where they're at. Like I'm always going back. Like I literally see this in my head. Like, okay, I'm like, this like giant, right? And then I like come down to like look at them in the eye and mm-hmm. like see their world at their eye level, right? right? Obviously psychologically, like some of them kids are taller than me, you know what I'm saying? So psychologically, I'm trying to bring myself down to their eye level.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think that's all we need to do, because mm-hmm. the stuff that they're dealing with now are the same things that we were dealing with when when we were their age but it's like times a thousand because of the access to access with social media and the comparison and all that stuff. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to me, it's like, all right, like how can I instill confidence in them? knowing that they're, they're consistently comparing themselves to people who they don't know and people who they do know. And they almost know two people cause the one on social media, than the one that they see at school. So I'm always just trying to like come down and see like where, like live in their world and try to communicate to them in that way while also being like a grown man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like understanding like their lingo and understanding like the things that the, the things that they like and like the ways that they like to communicate and like because with because if you do that then you can start to see like their mannerisms and you can start to see like what makes them tick and what makes them go and what makes them not go. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's not like this overarching theme for young boys. I think it's more about like understanding that they're kids and coming down to their level and seeing it is seeing what it is that they're essentially dealing with and what they're consuming and then trying to relate to them there. Like I don't know why this popped up in my head, but there's this guy on TikTok who would like play Fortnite. This is like the best example that I can think of. But he would play Fortnite. This this is gonna sound bad, but like it's his it's his content, not mine. So he would play Fortnite with other kids and he would like speak about God. Mm. So he used Fortnite to preach the gospel i guess but no matter what he's doing from a content oh, perspective yeah. he's going down to where these kids are at by playing the game with them yeah you know what i'm saying a, when i said it a lot it kind of kind of sounds creepy so let's just bit. jump
1: away from that really quick you're mm-hmm. basically saying like you use football to teach these kids greater aspects of yeah life. football is the vessel yes that's all Ooh, it that's is really football's a
0: vessel that's all it is because if you understand like what your strength is and if you can use that strength to like help You should do that regardless with anybody, whether it's kids or whether it's a group that you're in, whatever. It's, like, use your strength as a vessel to, like, get the bigger, you know, message across, I guess, Mm -hmm. is the best way that I can explain it.
1: And, what, like, if we're being honest, you already said it, you went 0 and 8. How do you then keep them on track when they keep losing?
0: Well, I think the biggest thing is, like, I think when my position group specifically is like they know that I care about them. Yeah. And I always tell them like, bro, wins and losses, like they are important, but that's not, it's not it. Like look how look how much better you guys have gotten every single week. Like look at your play. Like look at the notes that I give you guys every week. You guys are getting better every single week. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's a team game. It takes 22, 22 players yeah. to get it done. And that always gets them to have perspective like, yeah, damn, yeah, he is right. Now if you get a play made on, you get scored on, it's a little different. If you get a game winning touchdown made on you, it's like that's tough. You know what I'm saying? That hasn't happened to anybody um, in my position group. where they got a like game winning touchdown, really, because people always have a bunch of points on us, and there's no <laughs> point. There. There's, there's no way to get a game saving touchdown on us. But yeah, I think that's really what it is. It's like they trust me. They know that I care about them, and I care about their progression and understanding that like this is a team game, and we're doing everything that we can to help the team. Mm-hmm. And that's like life too, man. It's like you only can do your, You only can do so much within, like, the confines of, like, a team or a job or in a marriage the other people have to contribute to. But as long as you own everything that you can to contribute to the team, it's still going to suck to lose, but you can leave out that game. Like, I gave everything that I had. And that's all that really matters. Yeah. Do your job. Yeah, do your job. Bill Belichick, best quote of the year. But, yeah, that's all I got for that one. So, yeah, uh, that's all I got. So I will see you guys on the next one.